Welcome to Season 3 of The Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you do know we focus a lot on innovation districts, the spatial geographies where talent and ideas come to cluster and connect. The Association of University Research Parks is a member-driven organization, and it counts among its membership research parks and innovation districts across the globe who have as their anchor research universities and academic medical centers. This robust organization of several hundred districts comes together once a year in a different city around the world to exchange ideas and best practices in the industry. This year, they're in Toronto, Canada for the 2022 International Conference. They were kind enough to invite the Commons to come and speak with some of their members. So our first episodes of Season 3 will be interviews with park leaders from around the world. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Commons. I'm Tom Osha, and we are again coming to you live from the International Conference of AURP, the Association of University Research Parks, here in Toronto, Canada. My guest this morning is Hala Madanat, who is the Vice President of Research for San Diego State University. Hala, welcome to the Commons. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming because there's a lot going on in, in San Diego. You guys are tackling an enormous project, the old Qualcomm Stadium. So give us an update. Where does that stand today? Absolutely. So the stadium is complete, which is one of the uh, big projects that we started in that site. So, so you're playing football in it now? Yes. Oh, wow. so we uh, played the University of Arizona on September 3rd. We're, and uh, we uh, also, in addition to football, we have our local San Diego waved football. Uh, uh, soccer team okay. there okay. Uh, so definitely very exciting time with the stadium opening um, we are in the final stages of selecting uh, our developer for phase one of the uh, residential oh, 460 good. units of yeah. residential as well as in the process of selecting a developer for the first phase of our innovation district yeah because as I understand the it, it, it was it was the stadium kind of the stadium district residential innovation all right there along the river and an amazing place how big will it be when it's done and, and kind of what phases can we expect to see over the next year or so so the site is 166 acres. Okay. So you've got a lot ahead of you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, we also will have a hotel and conference center. Okay. So in a later stage, probably right. three years or so. Uh, but this next year will ground, will break ground for both innovation district and residential, certainly. So you'll start to see some of that okay. coming up. And uh, with the plans for 2025 to have our first uh, 
buildings in the Innovation District open up. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And a lot of this really is being driven by a need to start creating partnerships, bring companies closer, because you're really expanding the research enterprise, aren't you? Uh, definitely. So uh, SCSU has one of its strategic goals to become an R1 university, so public university with um, the HSI designation, uh-huh. Hispanic Serving Institution, as well as an APZ, so we're Asian American, Pacific Islander, and Native American institution. Our partnership with corporates are very important for building the diverse workforce that our industry partners want, as well as the innovation that comes from that. Um, so it's very exciting. We grew our portfolio this year in research by 17%. And so really on the t- research trajectory, uh, that's very strong. For are, are there specific clusters that are driving that growth? Certainly. So our uh, growth in our engineering programs, um, manufacturing, are uh, areas that are very strong for us, as well as our health portfolio, so life sciences, um, but as well as our applied uh, work. So with a lot of our industry partners is taking the work they do into communities that are underrepresented and they're served and supporting the access to healthcare and diagnostics um, as well as clinical trials. So let's explore that a little bit sure. more because one of the really impactful things about an innovation district is its ability to be inclusive. And, and particularly to enroll communities that may be disenfranchised or underinvestment or, or in, in many cities suffered the, the, the sins of urban redevelopment yep. back in the, in the 60s. So talk a little bit more about your work actually going out into the community. So that's actually what SDSU is known for. Uh, we are a community-based uh, campus, not only in terms of the recruitment of our students that are from our communities and stay in our communities. So 60% of the students stay local. Okay. 75% stay in, percent stay in California. So we serve the workforce of the region, certainly. But they are from the communities that we serve. So we have a, a significant amount of our portfolio is applied within the community. Our border region um, certainly was very clear in our COVID response. So... Mm-hmm. Over $20 million in research and uh, community-based project to do everything from contact tracing to vaccine hesitancy to testing that are still ongoing when a lot of other people are leaving that role in the community right now. Um, no, there's less federal funds to do the work, and mm-hmm. San Diego's continuing the work um, in our communities. Is it because there's a, a, a lack of resources in the community to pick that up themselves? Yes, and it, it, but mostly because of the trust. I mean, we've been in okay. our communities working with these communities for over 40 years. We are part of the... They come to us okay. to do the work. So we're constantly pivoting what we do uh, to respond to the needs of the communities. You know, trust is really an interesting word. Not a lot of universities have an enormous amount of trust in their community. You know, you've been doing it for 40 years. Mm-hmm. What are some of the lessons that you might be able to share with some of our listeners who might be looking to improve their own town and gown? I think the majority of things we hear about why they have the trust is that we listen and we don't come in, get data and get out. We're really, our research projects have had a continuum. So even if we get data to understand what's going on, the next phase is always how do we assist How do we do the work? Um, And so, for example, in our COVID response specifically, as an example, the thing that we found out when we were doing contact tracing, for example, was that the problem communities were facing was 
the access to resources when they had to quarantine and isolate, right? Okay. So access to food. Yep. So the program added food delivery, uh, rental assistance, um, all these other components that we consider wraparound services for our communities. Uh, and it was delivered by people from the community. So we employ community health workers okay. to deliver all of our programs. They're trained. They're their people. That, that's, so that's fascinating in how that works to meet the needs. Yes. Uh, does that open up other research avenues that might not be open to anyone else? Yes, absolutely. So it, it, uh, the growth in our um, health sciences portfolio um, has been enormous in okay. the last um, five years, I would say. But in addition to that, it opens the door to uh, the transdisciplinary teams we have that are doing work around water access or quality in the region, to our engineers who want to test uh, materials. Uh, all of that okay. to open doors to these really exciting opportunities across the region. Getting back now to the Innovation mm -hmm. District, are there going to be spaces in the Innovation District to, that the community can come in and continue this work? Absolutely. So the um, the entire uh, site, the Michel Valley site, is actually open to the public. The River Park is part of what we are building right now. And this is open space. Um, there's biking, trail side, uh, trails. Um, there's also the opportunity for concerts on the, okay. on the, on the park. Uh, so the goal is to have the community there. But we're also looking, one of the parts of the portfolio of the Innovation District is to think about social innovation and justice. Yeah. Uh, so what type of programming do we provide there that opens the door for that? Um, so everything from working with community-based organizations that do uh, refugee training, workforce development training, through programs like kitchen programs, mm -hmm. yep. gardening programs. So all of that is intended to be on site uh, to support our communities and bring them into the site. Wow. I ask everybody this because I'm so curious as to how different communities and different universities mm -hmm. measure the impact of what they do. So people talk about impact. I'm always curious, how are you measuring impact? So one of the ones is socioeconomic mobility of our students. Okay. Uh, so we uh, really pride ourselves that the opportunities we open through education, applied work, goes back into the communities and support them. We also measure it um, through the continued engagement of our communities with us. Uh, so if they, if they bail out on us, that's concerning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so those are the types of things. And their requests to us, not the always reaching out because I have my next grant and I want to work, but how often do they come to us to say, we have this need in the community, how can you help us out? Um, so I think those are examples of how we measure impact. So I would think that would also be very attractive to corporate partners, yes. right, who are looking for, whether it's a clinical trial, whether it's usability testing, looking for the trusted agent to help them access diverse populations. Absolutely. That's been every conversation almost I've had with our corporate partners in the last two years is what they need uh, is a diverse pipeline of students uh, that can work with them, uh, employees long-term, but also the access to the communities that's, that we can provide through the trusted relationship. We want to do it right, uh, and so I think we are, we are a good partner in those areas, certainly. Well, it, it, and it's amazing. It looks like the Innovation District and the entire campus is really a response to this trust that you've built up over the last four decades or more. 
Absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten the site yeah. without that trust. Uh, it, you know, we went to referendum to the community and it was a community's choice to have us there. Wow. So that speaks volumes about, about the university and, and what you have done. So the final question that I mm -hmm. ask everybody is, so what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Ooh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I think in terms of the innovation district is, I think, the importance of starting your programming before you're on that site. Uh, so that's really engaging your corporate partners, not waiting until you have a site, but really right now, today, what are we doing with corporate partners? What kind of entrepreneurship ecosystem are we building for the community and our students? I think building that up has been very exciting and I think will serve us well when we are in our innovation district. That's actually wonderful advice for everybody to not wait. You don't have to wait till you have the right building or the right room or the just start uh, start now. And, and you talked about yeah, experimentation mm -hmm. is start and you learn, you build up that trust so that you're ready to go when you have all the elements in place. Exactly. All righty. Well, Holly, this has been wonderful. Congratulations Thank you. on your 125th year, right? As yes. a university as well. So this is a big year. Thank you for coming on the Commons and sharing all of that with us. Absolutely, and thank you for having me. It was uh, a pleasure. My guest this morning, Hala Marinat, who is the Vice President of Research and Innovation for San Diego State University. This is The Commons. We're coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests. To view additional material about today's episode or guest, submit questions or story ideas, or to learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash insights. You can subscribe to The Commons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thank you for listening.